Hello friends, James Corbett here, CorbettReport.com with another edition of Questions for Corbett. And this week on the D program, I want to address probably one of the top five questions that I receive, have ever received at CorbettReport.com. I get it at least a couple of times a week, every single week, week in and week out. And I have addressed it a couple of times here on Questions for Corbett and in some of my other work, but let's put it out on the table uh, so that it's here for everyone to access because I think I have an interesting, somewhat new insight into this problem. The question being some variant of, James, how do I wake up my father, mother, brother, sister, cousin, uncle, family friend, uh, spouse, uh, co-worker, etc. Someone that the person presumably cares about uh, and wants to wake up. And of course, we all know that we use that term to describe the process of getting someone to understand, put on the glasses, to use the they live analogy. And as always, I think if, I, I can't believe that anyone is truly asking for the thing. Here's the video, here's the reference, the book, the one thing that you need to do to read to know in order to completely unlock someone's mind so that they now know everything. Of course, I don't think anyone is truly asking for that, are they? But in case they are, of course, I have to stress that there is no such single skeleton key to unlock the mind of every person on the planet. Uh, precisely because everyone is different. Everyone responds differently to different pieces of information presented in different ways on different topics. And there is no possible way that I could know your friend, spouse, coworker, who is a complete stranger to me, better than you know that person. And you will have some idea of what topics that person is interested in and receptive to, what they're not, the way they like their information presented, etc. So of course I can't provide the answer to this question. But having said that, I always do stress that there there are, as I say, you know your friend or your spouse or your coworker or your family member, you know the things that resonate with them, you know the way to present information to them, or at least what has a better chance of working with that person. And using that, you can try to find, well, okay, what information along those lines can I introduce to the person? But I always want to stress that uh, people can get caught up in thinking that it is incumbent on them, almost in some sort of messianic way, to wake this person up. It is now my duty to wake this person up to the truth. I would like people to self-reflect for a moment on what they even think that means. Because of course, you yourself, whatever, whatever information you want this person to wake up to, that itself is a, a decision, a box that you have placed around a certain subject. So is it 9-11 and false flag terror? Is it global government? Is it uh, vaccines and health information? Whatever is the thing that you want to get this person to respond to and to, to engage with, that in and of itself is a sort of choice that you are making and a box you're putting around this concept of waking up. And what does it mean to wake up? And what if this person comes to a different conclusion than you? Uh, is that allowable? Can you engage with another person as a human being who has disagreements with you on this or that? Why is it so important to get this person to respond in this way? And I think we should take the responsibility off of ourselves that we have to change someone else's mind. It is always that person's responsibility to engage with the topic, look into facts and evidence, and to accept or reject it based on their own criteria. And we have to accept that often 
Uh, they are human beings with their own will, and they can look into these things. So those are some sort of the broad ways that I approach this issue. And I certainly don't frame myself and the work that I do in that way. I'm not a messiah here to open the minds of the public or anything along those lines. I'm putting information out there. I'm also a flawed human being, so I can get things wrong. Other people will come to different conclusions. That's okay. It's not incumbent on me to make everyone believe the same thing as I do. And many of my friends in my life don't agree with me on every, let alone many, of the issues that I talk about here on The Corporate Report, but that isn't fundamental to our relationship as human beings. We have to engage with people in other ways. Now I know, trust me, I, I, I really can understand and sympathize with the place that this question is often coming from. If, for example, if you're raising a child with a spouse and they have a different viewpoint on the world, that's going to create some potentially very massive problems that need, that have to be dealt with in some way. So I understand that it's not always simply you have to accept it and move on. I mean, sometimes that's not possible. Um, so I understand where this question comes from. But as I say, I think I've had a, a, a new insight or a new perspective on this question that comes from that analogy that we use of waking up. You want to wake someone up to this or that truth. Well, I was reading an article, uh, semi-non-related, on Chinese suppression of academics in China, um, where there was a quote that jumped out at me because it seems so apt to the situation. The quote was, you can't wake someone up who is pretending to be asleep. And I thought that was so perfect for describing not every, but a lot of the situations that we find ourselves in, where you are trying to present information on a certain topic to someone. It's not that they can't see what you are presenting. It's not that they can't, they can't understand or they only need that one piece of information and then everything will fall into place and they'll magically believe everything you believe. No, often it's, of course they know what you're saying, but they don't want to know what you're saying. That is a real psychological phenomenon, and it isn't necessarily, I don't think necessarily that means that person is pretending to be asleep, as in they are consciously, consciously know the truth that you are saying and believe the truth you are saying, but are making the conscious decision to lie and say, oh, I don't believe that. Not necessarily. Uh, Doublethink is a real phenomenon, and I think it affects probably all of us to some extent or other. Yeah, I, I have this unquestioned assumption over here. I don't look too deeply over there because I don't want to know what I really think about that, so I'll just leave it vague and mushy. Everyone engages in that to some extent because it's hard to interrogate every assumption and drill down to core truths and really see well, what does this rest on? Do I have evidence to support that? We can't do that with absolutely everything in our lives at all times. We would go insane. So there are certain things, you just kind of leave that to the side. You pretend to be sleeping on certain issues. And that's an important insight because extend the analogy. Yes, there are heavy sleepers out there that it's difficult. You try, you really have to try to wake them up. But unless they're in a coma, you can wake them up. It is physically possible to shake someone out of their sleep unless they are pretending to be asleep, and then no matter what you do, you can shake, you can do whatever. If they want to continue pretending to be asleep, they can continue pretending to be asleep, and you can't. What are you going to do? And that, that is something, I think, to ponder when we look at this question. This is why, again, it comes back to me, the responsibility that I have as someone who has done research and knows this and that and piece of information and thinks 
he knows how to put some of these pieces of information together. But as I say, I'm human, I can be wrong. But I think my responsibility is to put those seeds out there and to let people know, okay, I found this, I found this, I put this piece over here and this piece over there and I, I put that together, this is what I think. <coughs> I'm putting those seeds out there into the uh, public consciousness. And those seeds will land in the minds of various people and Generally speaking, if it is the first time people are encountering this information, or if, this, if they're resistant to it, those seeds may sit there, and they may germinate, and they may flower sometime, weeks, months, years, sometimes decades later, and I will never know, and they will never know, they will never know it was because of that particular seed planted on that particular day that eventually they realized this or that about the world. It's, it seldom works that way. Um, but who knows? And that's exactly the point. Yes, put the seeds out there and don't, don't be shy about it and don't hold back. But also don't expect some magical transformation because that is not going to uh, lead to happiness and fulfillment in your life. Uh, it is not some messianic crusade that people are on. So I want to say I do understand and I sympathize f from the, the place that this is coming from. Often people with loved ones who are very close to them, who they are having difficulties in their relationship with because of fundamental worldview differences. I think everyone can relate to that to some extent. Um, but obviously there's no magic key and you can't wake someone who is pretending to be asleep. Anyway, these are my thoughts on the issue. And now when I get these, this question inevitably several times a week, I will have one handy video to send to people uh, with my thoughts on it. And if uh, you found these thoughts useful, I hope you'll do the same. That's going to do it for uh, this edition of Questions for Corbett. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com.